I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. Hold the front page. Elbow likes a beer after work. I think he's completely out of touch with what the people of the country want. Prime Minister walking around with a lump of coal. He's a fossil with a baseball cap. Dan Murphy opening hours. That's right, listener. We are joining you, or at least half of you, in lockdown town here in the Kayleen Bunker. And we need How to do you know, know it's only half of them? I don't know. I, many of you, many of you in lockdown, we are too, and we are Googling the Dan Murphy opening hours. Welcome once again to Australia's guaranteed, locked it in, uh, certified at the bank, favourite podcast on Australian politics, G'day Sausages. I'm Will Grant. I'm CJ Josh. Ronald Q. Locked down toilet. Lockdown toilet doesn't sound very useful somehow. So if you're joining us once again, we depends how you use it. We're we're coming at you live for not the first time, but uh, for the uh, first time for us in a little while, where Canberra has become part of lockdown town, and uh, it feels great. Yeah. It feels awesome. Um, well, we're a real city again. We're, we're finally a real city. Yeah. Didn't didn't Ca- Canberra became real when it got bushfired. Uh, so now it's become no. real again when uh, when we've got a lockdown. So no, we're real now. We're actually we got dinkum dinkum. Yeah. All right, look, listener. it's great. You can tell we're really excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is it, listener. This is it. Finally, our job. Our job for you. If you are new to this podcast, if you are new okay. to this world, our job for you is to cathart in front of you about the week in Australian politics. <laughs> we bring up the stuff and we cathart all over it. And you maybe, in your ears, you can cathart with us. And finally, we can cathart authentically. We didn't have to, we don't no longer have to bring in uh, foreign correspondents from Sydney to yeah. tell us what lockdown is like because we No more faux catharsis. No, because we've been in it for a good two and a quarter hours. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> It's brutal. I need a haircut. I haven't showered in minutes. It's terrible. Yeah, I've done one jigsaw puzzle already. It's been brilliant so far. But, Without looking uh, at the picture. Yeah. I got to say, I got to say, my um, my lockdown aggression—not aggression, but uh, antagonism at other people—kicked in pretty quickly. I was walking into the to the Kayleen shops um, yeah. at five minutes to lockdown, and there's a line of us all scanning in to you know to get get a final uh, toilet paper roll and bottle of milk yeah. and things like that. And the guy in front of me, no mask, no scanning in, and I'm like, wow, wow, wow. you haven't you haven't got the program, have you? Do, do wow. you know the protocol now? You go, excuse me, fuckhead. <laughs> And he will turn around because he'll know it's him. <laughs> this is how it works. Hey, fuckhead, anyone without a mask knows to turn around. To be fair, um, I did go to the fancy bread shop at lunch today and buy, buy two loaves of fancy bread. And, so did and, I. And I did, I did hear, <laughs> asshole! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry, fellow fancy bread shopper. Uh, they were different types. So. Oh, well, that's yeah, in your defense, you like diversity. Yeah. Ah, well, there you uh, go. All yeah, right. So it's it's all happening, and since um, I, I so I had my usual response to a crisis, which was I had a nap. Um, I, the best I, response ever. I, I, I just sort of. Uh, I, I remember I was, reading a Tom Clancy novel ages ago. Yeah. I can't even remember. It was one of the the lesser Tom Clancy novels, and it, and it had this um, 
the Soviet sort of hero. He was the the equivalent of Jack Ryan, but he was the Soviet guy. And and the way to flesh him out as a character, he was former astronaut. Uh, he'd been in some crisis astronaut sort of situations, but now he was the policy guy. Some some other some other sort of Tom Clancy situation. But his number one ability was to be able to take a nap at any moment if there was a crisis. So he could, he could take a quick twenty minute nap and he'd come out with a solution on the other end. So. Pretty much how I approached it. So it was like we were at work, and I, and I have to say, you know, we've been extremely well prepared for this to happen um and it was just a matter of okay you're okay you've got laptop you're all right you're set you know check all the stuff okay do all that sort of stuff got home did one meeting did one zoom meeting you know that and then i went i feel i'm a bit tired i think i'll go and have a little little nap Mm -hmm. i think i think it was just that waiting for um waiting for the, the the other shoe to drop you know that moment and then knowing it and i have to give huge credit to will who sent Indeed. me a text, never happens which I, not often he sent me a text to, i don't know when was it 11 o'clock or quarter past 11 or something this morning saying i'm hearing rumors that we've got a case oh no 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 my rumors no, my rumors were flooding in at flooding um, in earlier than that was it oh uh, yeah 10 10 30 so you know i'm sure there were others with rumors much earlier oh no well that uh, i'll tell you what i I work oh, no, in a no, it wasn't. fairly epicenterish place, and mm. eight fifty one. Eight fifty one was my was my rumor. There you go. Seriously. Seriously, was it that early? Mm. God, well I was too busy done, doing son. my job. Well done. No, no, oh. no. I'm, uh, my job, my job is just rumor spreading. I was talking to I was talking oh, okay. to another man of mine who well uh, who does a lot of work on misinformation research. Um, fascinating stuff. Um, how to make how to do more of it? And and no, I'm like, you know what? I, deep down, I don't give a shit. I want to spread rumors as fast as I bloody can. <laughs> when there's when there's some good currency, I want to get that out to my network. I only send no. it. To, I only send it to discerning people, discerning people who will know the difference. So therefore, hands off. But damn, I love a bit of rumor. The difference between what a good rumor and a bad rumor, or just what? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's what it is. No, no, I want someone who can tell things apart. That's all I'm going to go into. No, what I want it's currency in the sense that people are like every everyone had the sword of Damocles hanging above them. They're like, okay, a lockdown is coming, and the instant there's a strong, vaguely credible rumor, and 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 there were there were a number of indicators of credibility in this, and it was like, all right, I can this this is going to come quickly, and you can see it fostering really quite quickly when a network. I think I think you can look at this network wise and go. Actually, mm. a lot of people are taking this credibly, so it's probably true. Uh, and yeah. then let's go from there. And and I or, or it seems true because a lot of people are talking about it. No, I true. mean, they do work the other way. That's why I said probably. I didn't say probably. Didn't say and, I, and it was so I I walked into a room where they check this kind of stuff out, and I said, hey, I think <laughs> there's something going on, and they went, yeah, we're mm. starting to hear that too. So. Two hours later, ba boom. I would love to. I would love to, as a as a social network theorist, to, to to see that spread. I would love to see the text message pattern of people sending it on to on to yeah. people throughout. Because I, I get the feeling the instant someone gets it, then they send it to a bunch of people that that um, within certain bounds, and then they pass it on. Then they pass it on. Absolutely. If you want to track text messages, just um, the Chinese government are probably listening in right now. If you could sure. throw us a bone there. Yeah, exactly, and it'd be it'd be for good Chinese government. Yeah, they'd have the they'd have the stuff there ready to rock. So we yeah. don't only talk about network theory and the spread of rumors no. here in this podcast. We talk about Australian politics, and so I'm going to dive in with a bunch of shit. What has happened uh, in this week? Um, hmm. I'm going to I want to start with oh, let's start with Did you two fill out your census? I love filling out a form. You know that. <laughs> 
<laughs> God, I love filling out a form. And census is a good form. Like it's a good saucy no, form. It could be longer. It could be longer. I actually think it could yeah. be longer. I, should, I was surprised when it finished. Like I a, kind of thought, oh. There should yeah. be a, um, do you want to give more? Part. Yeah. Like if, is there if anything there, else about a bare, your life bare minimum like here, but let's dial up stuff. How much yeah. more? <laughs> what else would you like to know? Hell, I told the ABC how often I changed the sheets. So Indeed. like, for God's sake, I can tell the Australian people in a hundred years time what the hell's going on in my life. <laughs> So, um, no, I did that. It was very exciting. It was seamless, quite, yeah, worked quite well. Did it on the actual census night. No, oh. I thought that, I thought when they were saying, saying, oh, um, oh, if you know where you're going to be on Tuesday night, you can fill it out early. And I thought, oh, wow, what a burn for Sydney. Like, that is really. <laughs> I did like, there was a good tweet going around um, Sydney uh, given permission to fill it out in 2026 as well, because they know what they're yeah. going to be. Yeah, they ain't going anywhere. So, did you, um, did you follow the build up of the how if you tick the no religion button? You're destroying Australian culture that came out from the right. Well, full disclosure before we go on, what religions did you tick? I ticked all of them. Nice. Siege. <laughs> and I, I, I did a few others. Well, as the well, Baha'i are, are, are in all of them faith. So Zoroastrian. I said I converted to Zoroastrianism, which is actually not allowed. I don't think you can. No, that's, that's no. a non-conversion one. No, that, so I did it anyway. I love, I love non-conversion religions. Mm. It's like we've got you're, the truth and you cannot have it. That is so cool. You're born into it or go to hell. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, I just remember the good old days of where Jedi was the thing, you know, that was, do you remember that? Everyone used to just ride in Jedi. I did it. I thought it was the funniest thing ever. Really? The funniest thing ever. I'm not very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I did like though that, uh, okay. So there, there has been, there was a campaign, uh, before, uh, for people who mark no religion, who may not go to church anymore, don't really identify with the church to mark no religion, uh, Obviously, it's an it's uh, an attempt here to delegitimise the role of religion in in Australia. Point to different things, and so News Limited loved that campaign. Thought it Didn't was they? thought it was bloody great. Uh, yeah, so, they want the facts. That's what they're into. They just want the honest data that genuinely represents all people. I, I, I love I love that they're like no. Even if you don't go to church anymore, you've got to, You should still tick tick which uh, which religion you are or you were born to or your family was. Just just yeah. to make sure the money goes back to them. Peter Credlin had a tick the religion box for heritage sake. Yeah, it was um, the heritage one. That's one that I loved. It's like, well, if you don't do that, you're denying heritage. It's like, I, I, I'm, I'm not. There was, I'm not. Oh. And also there's a question later on about where were your folks born or what do you yep, kind yep. of identify as? And that's, that's still that legitimate heritage, that. you know? Yeah. Well, I tried to tick that, but none of the options said in hospital. So I didn't know what to do. <laughs> you were very confused, weren't you? But there was, a, you know, a string of, um, you know, militant atheists and all this kind of stuff. in uh. they, they are really panicked about this. Uh, oh. Anyway, I did the big no religion. I just, yeah, no, because I know what you're going to do with it. And I would rather that you ask some questions about, um, so, okay, here's an interesting thing, which I didn't realise until I saw um, uh, Shane, and I'm sorry, Shane, but I think it's Janek, that, uh, but Shane is um, Courtney Act, who oh, uh, right. fabulous, fabulous yeah. drag queen. And oh, okay. he's such a smart guy, really Um really really on the money and he was uh he's been um campaigning for having some recognition on the census form for when um people's um sexuality and having that identified so unless if you were person one you could say you know and and then person in your male or female and then person two is a male or female and you say you're in a relationship well therefore you can you know go okay gay 
happening there. But if you're a single person living by yourself, there's nowhere to say um, that you're gay. Oh. Or, or however else you yeah, identify. Okay. Like, yep. and, and so, and that counts for um, gender fluidity, that counts for sexual preferences, like everything. And that's that's really if you're trying to talk about the demographic of a country that is a big piece i think to leave mm. out i and i also think that there are a lot there are lots of issues that go with that we know that um the suicide rates are higher unfortunately yep. and therefore you know medical money going to different places and, and and actually looking at that stuff now i don't know enough about it to talk about it in detail just to say that i it's it but the, the simple thing to me anything because, anything that you don't count uh can't be invested in like you can't yeah, re- can't you can't really in, invest in, in a which government which means system. the hard right would be very keen to have a sexuality box so they know how much money to put into targeting gay people yeah so and that's I'm, that's something even they could get behind. And I thought, uh, and it was very nice to see him as Shane because I haven't seen him as Shane uh, very much, and and just so such a good advocate for for that point. Um, obviously, it's going to take a few bites of the cherry to get this onto the next census. But like, if you start now, maybe in five years' time, we could get something like that on but the you next can census. See, you can see. Let how me much- tell you something about the youth. The youth attitude to the census because I, I went into tutorials. It was back in the heady days before we were locked down. So yesterday, lunchtime. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, lunchtime. And I, we were talking about constructing surveys anyway, and I was talking about very specific stuff. And one of them said, "I have a question." Why do they ask this question in the census? And what about that one? And what about this one? And there was this murmur, 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 about 25 people in the room. And they are suspicious as shit about the whole thing. Are they really? Oh, Super suspicious, yeah. And we're talking 18, 20-year-olds. And, and yet they give it all to Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when I was living in a share house and we there was a big, because I was living with a couple and and me, and it was this big thing about if I went as person number one, you didn't have to declare the relationship to me. It could be friend. You know, so they didn't have to declare their relationship because they oh. were worried about all yeah, sorts okay. of things. So, yeah. And we were like, but this is when we were like, what, 24 or something, you know. Um, uh, were what, about what were the questions things. What were the questions that they were concerned about? Right. Does your house have electricity and running water? That wasn't on there. I, I checked. Back then? Oh, back then. I'm picking oh, on Sieges being old. No, no, I want to know. I want to know what your students are concerned about. Like, what's the, what's the thing? Well, it was, a, it was an underlying kind of suspicion about, like, the gist of it was it seemed intrusive to them. And they, many, I can't remember specifically which questions. There were a number of questions that they were like, why do they want to know this? Like one of them was, why, why do they want to know whether people are doing unpaid work at home? And I thought, really? Okay, I can tell you that one. Yeah, but it I was, know the answer to that. Yeah, but there, it was interesting that this is, it is really, you know, this is, you know, a straw poll of about 25 people, but they were clearly disquietened by what was being asked and the extent to which it was being asked. And it wasn't necessarily all suspicion. It was also just like, we, we don't get it. That's weird because in my generation, like uh, we were the caring generation, everyone loved the census. Like it was, yeah, yeah, we, we, you know, grew up with Nirvana and stuff like that. And it was just loving census. Everyone had the t-shirt for like a week back in the nineties. So I don't know. (laughs) Did you grow up with Nirvana? <laughs> I did. I, I I I grew up in their house. I literally in their house. No one has are ever saying, met them. Are you saying you met them? <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! Oh my god! God, so, one person on this podcast met Nirvana. Guess which one it was. It's not Will. I decided it's not Will. Uh, hey, come on, man. As your mentor, I just need to remind you of these things. <laughs> so look, I I 
I think it's, it, it was fascinating, the census. When you go through the questions like, oh, there's a political compromise and there's a, you know, you can see the makeup that some of these questions are bedded down and they're, they're pretty statistical stuff. But mm. there's stuff like the, did you serve in the armed forces, which many people have said, okay, that's just a sop to Jackie Lambie. Because you can find that information out already. Like Veterans Affairs have pretty good information about who I served. I wondered in, about that. You know, we, we know that. Yes, this might be able to correlate better with where people are and things like that. So, so there, there's not zero reason to get it. But it's not necessarily the most compelling thing. No. You know, if we were to ask, you know, uh, given, given that we know that um, uh, marginalisation based on sexuality and, um, and gender identity uh, leads to other significant problems, uh, maybe it's worth asking those questions, but then they're left out. And, and I see, you know, it's, it's a hard fight to get things onto the census, but um, yeah. There should be more questions about diet. Yes. Diet. Yes. Oh, but do you know they used to keep a food diary? You know, like if the uh, radio. Did you say survey, boob diary? This this line isn't very good. <laughs> food diary. So food there was, diary. um, you know, uh, I don't know how they do it these days, but there used to be a radio census, and you'd get given a little booklet. Oh yeah. And it was like when you listen to the radio or when you watch TV, you'd tick the box. So you write your activated almonds and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, activated <laughs> all that kind of gear and stuff. So in the UK, they used to do it as a food survey. So what shopping did you do this week and what meals did you cook this week? And they that, that'd be easy in the UK. We we boil the potato, <laughs> yeah. boil the potato, boil the pea, egg, and then we yeah. cook the sausage. Egg and yeah. chips and things like that. So these programs such as there's an Australian version back in time for dinner. Um, okay, we're going to put a, an, everyday, a, a, an everyday Australian family back into the 1940s oh, and yeah, you yeah, are yeah, going yeah. to yeah. shop and live in that way and all the rest of that. The UK one is fabulous. Oh, it's the, they, best, it's the best show ever. It, it goes into and we're going from the documented information from the Ministry of, and it was called the Ministry of Food because they had a Ministry of Food to get through World War Two, and it was all about how to Turn grow your own veggies. Yeah, all of that. Um, how, to, how to make apricot pie out of pumpkins because pumpkins were, you know, all pumpkin, that Pumpkin pie is legit on its own basis. Like you don't have to pretend it's apricot Lucky. pie. It's also they're not apricots. I'm pretty confident. Well, I'm fairly confident they're not either. Yeah. But um, it's it was it's just that that tells you so much, and then they stop keeping that record, and I think that's a real shame. I think I think we should crowdsource um, every census. Five questions. Yeah. Uh, Australia gets to Australia. You know, rough and tumble. Rest of Australia, we get to decide five questions that go on there. And, yep. and, and they can be politically worthy or they can be wackadoo shit. Like we vote for, um, you know, how, how often do you poo? Like I am, I am desperate to know. Around do you want me to tell you now? I, I don't know. I want to know. If we, we can start. We can start it. I want to know if there's a difference between different states or whatever. You know, I, I don't know. That's, oh, that's wow. a knee jerk thing. What else could there be on the census? Uh, I'm trying to bo- think. Boxes but, or briefs. But, but you, want, you want kind of that information um, that one that would have been very nice for them to do about two lots of censuses ago was how much you use the internet. I think it's um, Sensi. Sensi. Sensi, yeah. Sensi. Sensi. Um, a couple ago, ago of, of how much do you use the internet because I Extremely. just remember seeing Tony Abbott standing up in a town hall meeting in um, Tasmania saying there is no reason in the world why anyone would want to download speed of 100 megabytes. 
Unless ever. it's for and pornography. Unless it's, unless it's for something nefarious. You yeah. know, he didn't use the word nefarious, but he, that was what he was implying. And it's kind of like, Jesus, your vision is like not even to the end of your... And can you, I mean, nose. as we go back, in, go back into lockdown, and thank heavens the ACT government, uh, the, the government schools here have said, uh, look, we're going to go go slow on how much learning the kids need to do next week. We're treating this more of a holiday, but there's some, some worksheets you can work through. It's not an attempt. <laughs> there's no... Here's but the school. They've got like which five I days thing. worth of worksheets, though. Yeah, yeah, no, they do, they do, but it's not already. It's, boom, ready it's to not going to be a. Um, I think they've recognised that a. There's a whole bunch of some students will do it, and and it's certain types of students, certain types of families, and so and it creates a whole bunch of anxiety. So I'm, I think it's a great great thing that they've really said look don't be extra stressed about this because you're probably already stressed about your other things as well uh, number one you're locked in the house with your kids well yeah yeah no doubt no doubt but but you know there are definitely times household house of four people here where if you, you have got four people streaming different types of video so you've got zoom and facetime and yep. um well, a couple of zooms a couple of facetimes and tony abbott just couldn't imagine that as a thing no no, no. And, and especially look, you look at the way I don't know about about you guys, but like the but the way we consume television now, this like what, pornography. No, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just su- such a different a different way. Commit keep, keeping in touch on your, with on people. your ivos, yeah. Well, look, look, in defence of Tony Ivo. Abbott, he walked past a small cupboard with books in it, and it, it blew his mind for a week. That's so true, of course, that he can't imagine library. <laughs> I've never seen this before. Jesus, yeah. He, he, he may have had a, hey, a, a minor just, stroke. I want to just continue a second, Rod, with um, mm. with something that builds from the census. You said something about a national scorecard because that's all about data and scores. Oh, it's fantastic. So Michael West Media, Michael West of oh, Michael West Media, tweeted out last couple of days, how's this for a national scorecard? And it's quite a few points, but the, the list, I mean, I can go through quickly if you want. Pandemic out of control in Sydney after politicians favour advice from unknown business lobbyists over medical scientists. Australia lags developed world in vaccine rollout, lags the world on climate change, leads the world in development of new fossil fuel projects, Uh. lags developed world on broadband, 57th on speed, 128th on cost. Lags developed world on money laundering, counter-terror financing. Stop stop for a second. Slow down. 128th on cost of internet? Yeah, we're bad. How many countries are there that we can, like... There are 127 better, cheaper. Holy shit. That is, uh, if I name any countries here, it feels a little bit racist, but goddamn, that means there are a lot of countries. Oh, there are. And there are countries you would be surprised have a computer in every house at best who uh, have better internet. Um, we lag the developed world on money laundering and counter-terror financing action. Uh, oh, action. Oh, action. I, I thought... right. so, so we're against it, but not as good against it as yeah, other places. Yeah, no, we should be better at being, being money launderers. Okay. Uh, inequality rising. We're the only nation in the world with franking credits. I didn't know that. Are we really? Fucking franking credits. Fucking House prices close to the highest in the world and wages are stagnant. Oh, bullshit. Bungle diplomacy with uh, our biggest e- export customer, China. And now, of course, we are, quote, beating the drums of war with the world's biggest military. <laughs> so, hang on. Can, I, can we just go back? I believe all of those things. But yeah. where is this coming from? So, it's data. Um, data. Okay. So, someone's just gone, oh, hell, I'll pick this topic and I'll go and have a look at it. And here's yeah. what I found. M- Michael West Media, I, I dug into him before I decided to talk about this and just I looked don't at know his who background. He is. So he's, he's got a sort of independent media outlet and he's got a bunch of journalists, researchers and stuff working for that outlet. So it's not just some dude who's shitty with the government. That's us. I would I would put him in, in a <coughs> similar box as sort of um, crikey, 
five, ten years ago. Like he's yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in that's the that's independent, independent startup sort of space in media, and he, he's I've seen a few things of his go. Um, well, viral enough to ca- to to land on me, um, so yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, but I, no, I shall explore. Yeah, well, it's not bad, and and so there's four more. I'll just because it's worth it. human rights, yes. exporting oh. weapons to the Saudis who are executing the worst human are rights. We, are we exporting weapons the to the Saudis? Fuck yeah! Why not? Because they pay. Um, we, we have among enough? the highest subsidies to large corporations in the world. Yeah, oh. that doesn't shock me. We always have. Uh, yeah, we're good at that. Uh, political corruption and rorts are amongst the highest in the developed world. We know that. Are you serious? And yeah, we're pretty good at it. I assume we're talking proportionally, obviously, not in absolute terms because we're tiny. Um, and finally, media concentration amongst the highest in the world. And we know that well. Oh, we and know that. But, there but, are the reports that are coming out from other countries talking about, and I know we'll get to this later, climate and our COVID approach, all talk about how, why are these dickheads only Murdoching? Uh, Rod Siege, don't, don't worry about this list. Um, you know, you read out this list. It's it's bad. It's bad. Not like any any reasonable Australia says. I don't want to be down the bottom on internet speed and all of those other things that matter as much as internet speed and, and yes. cost. You know, there's like other things. Uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That too. Um, yeah, that's all sucky. But um, but don't worry because in in a few months' time we'll have an Albanese government and and all of those, <laughs> all of those things will be fixed. You hold, funny hold man. the front page. We've got an Albanese go- government. You funny man, I kill you last. How is it? How is it? <laughs> how is it that we we used to be a pretty good country and we we really seem to be doing shitful on all of these sorts a, a of friend, things. A friend a friend became a citizen yesterday and she said to Welcome. me, oh, I finally I finally became an Australian citizen and I'm like yeah, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, like I'm. I what, was am New sorry. Zealand full? Like it used to be a thing that it would be kind of a cool thing, but now I'm just like I'm, I'm really embarrassed and I'm sorry. It was like even Chad refused me, so I came to Australia. Was it that kind of thing? <laughs> it was a different. Not, no offense to Chad, coolest name of a country ever. By far Work. the coolest. I, I just you know it, it, it all stems back to at least partly. Um, you know, that concentration of, uh, of corporate power, you know, where, yeah. where we have the most donations to corporates and then you have a big one, you have, you have a Murdoch corporation. It's just like, let's lock yep. this down with, we'll have five big companies and then screw everything else. Who cares? And we'll just, uh, I, it, but it I, comes I a lot from that, that period of government in, in the nineties and in the corporate world where it was, we are going to pick winners. And that used to be the phrase, we're mm. going to pick the winners. So if you were, and I, and I worked in the arts at the time and I had a lot to do with corporate sponsorship and things like that. Now they were very much on yet. Yeah, we're going to give you money, but we're only going to give you money for something that's going to be absolutely outstanding and everyone's going to love. And they would use the term all the time. We've got to pick winners. Don't go funding this stuff that you, you don't know whether it's going to be working or not. So and, that no was, risk. and that stretched beyond the arts, obviously, yeah. but yeah, that's yeah. where I was actually in the room and can honestly say those words were said. And it happened a lot. Right. A lot. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, so that well, set, set everything up very well for yeah. now. Uh, you know, we used to say before people teased us about it, but I still bloody think... Uh, we need to make Australia cool again. Like, oh. like, come on, come on, come on. It um, would be nice if we could just be respectable and hold our head up, you know, instead of when we come in the room, everyone shuffles and go, oh, my God, Australia's here. Just look the other way and pretend you're talking to somebody. Let, let's go and, and it got worse. I remember the first time I really did a bunch of travelling um, in other countries was when um, a, a fair bit of Howard's reign 
And the number of people, like Embrick taxi drivers go, where are you from, mate? I said, Australia. He goes, ah, oh, you voted for Mr. Magoo. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> or, yes, Or not yes, long later, right. you voted for the Queen. Yeah, yeah, and you voted for the Queen. So I, would not, I didn't vote for either of those things, but I know what you mean. And, and I thought, how could I be more embarrassed? And since Howard, I would, I would kiss Howard on the mouth if he was Prime Minister right now, and he'd enjoy it. Well, I was in, I was overseas in 98 when Pauline Hanson was running and I got, I was on a, um, anyway, I was on a, on a big conference thing and there was a discussion in the pub after a session of the conference and all the rest Mm. of it. And and this guy came up to me and he, he heard my, he heard my accent and he said, you're an Australian. And I went, yeah. And um, there it was a whole lot, but a lot of Commonwealth countries there together, and he just went me like, "You are a racist. You are this." Oh, and thanks, buddy. Kind of like, like yeah. at the time, not as racist as I now understand us to be, but at, at that at that time, I was like, "Holy hell!" And this South African guy came to my rescue. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, which was, which was kind of like. I don't Which think was she's that also bizarre at the same time. And he said, no, hang on a minute, leave her alone. You know? But it was all to do with Hanson because Hanson was so well known overseas. And yeah. I don't think mm. people have ever kind of understood that there are other places watching us. That's why I kind of like to watch the BBC news every now and then or... Look, every every country is watching all the others. And, 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 you know, we're not the smallest, we're not the biggest, but, but people notice... Are we go, how are we going to go? It's, in it's not nice, though. I, I feel it's not nice if uh, if someone comes up to you and said, "Hey, you're you're from racist country." Would you would you go and do that? You know, I, oh no, no I feel look, like that person's a... got a little bit of problems uh, as well. Sure, not sure. To, there was a number those. of things that were wrong with the entire scenario, but it was kind of like, oh my, he it was because he heard my voice, and it was like, was that person I, a, a race? I don't know. We don't was, need to. He, we don't need to name races. No, no, well, he, no I, I didn't. In, I didn't ask for a name. I just want to yes or no answer. Can, I was in Canada, and he was a local. So okay. Yeah, I'm just on the just on the South African coming out to help you. Um, a few <laughs> few years ago, that was bizarre. Uh, no, no. Well, a few years ago, I he was I, black South African. Well, I enjoyed. I enjoyed having a. I enjoyed having a moustache, and uh, oh, we all enjoyed that. That was fantastic. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. It was good fun. I never and enjoyed it. The, the thing that the thing that killed it for me once was I went to a gig at the the South African Embassy. And, um, and so it's, uh, you know, so it's, it's not a part, it's well after apartheid time. So, you know, um, most, most of the people there, probably 80% were, were black, but there was, there was a few white people there. And one of the white guys said, oh, that moustache reminds me exactly of my father uh, during apartheid time. Yeah, he was, he was one of the cops. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's that's, that's, what's, that's, what's that buzzing noise in the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> All it's right. So weird, isn't it? One of the scorecards you just mentioned there, Rod, is mm. how Australia is doing uh, not awesomely on the other big topic of the week. Because on Monday, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change—hang on, I'm gonna have to open another bottle—announced <laughs> Code Red. There you go, Code Red for <sighs> good um, news. Yeah, good news. Good news. So, good news is we're kicking goals. We're, we're achieving milestones. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we are achieving milestones. Yeah. I mean, we're, no, we're not achieving milestones. Do you call it milestones if you're going the wrong way? Yeah. Well, no, you're hitting hitting things like 
Like right. you, watch, you watch a car careening out of the, you know, hit, heading over a cliff and you're hitting all the guardrails, you are, you are okay. hitting things. So look, <laughs> look, the IPCC said, uh, we, you know, unequivocally, we are fucking up the planet and we are on a very, very fast trajectory here and things are going to pot incredibly fast. And within that, uh, we had uh, the, one of the American deputy uh, mm-hmm. climate ambassadors saying Australia is really not pulling its weight, which is... Jonathan the, Pershing... Yeah, an interesting um, – is Pershing – like, is that from a famous diplomatic family from the Americans? Yeah, yeah, the Pershings. No, no, is it? Like, I'm going to look them up. Um, it's on the Constitution, I know. I don't, I don't no, know no, the, the, I, feel like, I feel like they negotiated the Marshall Treaty or something like that. No, no, Pershing is a kind of cushion. It's associated with the southeast of the US. Ah, but, you know – it's bloody true and it's bloody dismal. And I know it comes up all the time that, you know, we're doing nothing on um, on climate change, but oh, could we we're, do- we're, we're not, it's not that we're not, we're doing nothing. We're actively fucking it up more. Like that's what I can't get over is, is mm. government goes, oh, this is terrible. We, we, and the market doesn't want to fund a coal powered station so the, we'll give you a shit ton of money to do it because we're, we're, we're getting close to fast enough we're getting close to incandescent rage uh, c-bomb buttons here because uh, morrison's response to this there's one of the there's there's many things that make me want to disembowel him with my fingernails but when i read reports where he waved away suggestions like few things make me more blindingly and incandescently furious with the man when he he waves away things he's too emotionally, socially, and intellectually even stunted to consider, but he had to understand when he talks about climate stuff. So he was, when he was asked on Tuesday, um, would Australia set a more ambitious uh, line in the light of the IPC warnings? He says, oh, yeah, yeah, we need more performance. We need more technology. And no one will be matching our ambition for a technology-driven solution. It's such a fucking Trump thing to say. It makes me want to strangle So man. where is his technology policy? Like if you, if you got want to go, okay, technology, we're going to throw billions of dollars at some technologies or some sort of policy or anything. They don't do anything. What are- oh, no, no, no. He just said no one will match our ambition for it. No. No ambition for it. He's a okay, fucking okay. cunt. Like, I can't stand the man when he does this sort of stuff. I want to murder him with his own limbs. Also, <laughs> the best way to get a technology up and running is to take money out of universities. Well, yes. I'm not going to start yelling. I did no, do it. No, no, but but I okay. I want to try and understand stand this because I have I'm 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 here to ask the dumb sciencey questions, which I mm. have done to you guys plenty of times. Yeah, <laughs> and, we, and we have dumb answered them. So and, and done, you've done <laughs> answered them, and it's been beautiful. Strapped but, in already. But what is? I understand that there's always technology that you can't imagine. Okay, so like the internet, you know, hundred years ago, can't imagine flying yep. hundred years before that can't imagine. And I understand that, but I'm kind of like, what is the type of technology that will get us out of this? So I think it was <sighs> Belinda yep. on, on Twitter. And she said to me, don't you know about the huge, the, the giant carbon sucking vacuum cleaner oh my that's God. coming out? But that's one of the two things. So carbon sequestration, which is their freaking golden egg well, that's that doesn't goal, work but, well. But, but we don't have enough earth to sequest yeah. the carbon in. But the, the other one, the, the other one I've seen them leap on this in directly and indirectly, uh, uh, cloud, you know, seeding clouds and getting up the reflex, the, the reflection rate of clouds so Albedo. that you can keep doing whatever you want. Yeah. So we'll see, if, we'll seed the clouds with sulfur. It'll reflect more back into space. Keep so doing what you're doing. Mate. Kind of stuff. The like, problem, no, used, literally, literally that, dumping that shit in the clouds. That used to be the whole thing of like yep. we're going to shoot something into the cloud so it'll rain to stop a drought. But you don't even need it to rain. It was just like it'll literally add more reflective material into the clouds. 
Which so they did. Which they We're going to glitter bomb yep. Yep. fucking glitter bomb. clouds. They did glitter that during the clouds. Vietnam War. If, if you, it, That's napalm, man. Yeah. That's different. No, we did it. I told you about it on the Wholesome Show, man. You should listen. Uh, I don't listen. I just participate. Yeah, there you go. Fair. But uh, no, there's you know there, there are a bunch of things that people are looking, not just carbon sequestration, okay, tell me, tell but me. a bunch of things that people are looking at to draw down carbon. Uh, mm. so, so there's a bunch of um, stuff on land, stuff in the ocean. Um, and some of them are sort of uh, kelp forests. Yeah, there's kelp yeah, forests. Yeah, 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 growing kelp forests. Uh, afforestation is the big one. You know, planting lots of trees. It's a fancy word for that. There's advanced weathering of rocks, where you break down rocks faster and it absorbs carbon, um, which looks. It doesn't sound like an overall good thing, though. Uh, it's not the worst. Uh, I like rocks. It's it's not the worst. It's uh, I like you know, rocks. I like rocks. But here's the thing. I mean, so so there's there's carbon sequestration, which is like uh, you whack that that on the back of a coal-fired power station and you're still doing it. You're capturing the carbon and putting it into the ground. There are okay. other forms of carbon sequestration where you're capturing things and putting it into bricks and things like that. But in all of these, you know, the the there's a bunch of things where we can viably catch, capture carbon. Like we can do it technically, but mm. the economics – and the land area required is just yeah. off the charts. Like it's yep. just off the charts. Like if we were to uh, solve uh, climate change by continuing to emit and then planting trees, we would need uh, – it's it's in the order of all of the farming land of the world. Now don't quote yeah, me Yeah, it's like 100,000 trees or it's more. Just, no, <laughs> it's, it's maybe more than that. But it's, it's close to all of our farming land. Like we can't, yeah. we can't literally do this. Yeah, it's, so not, it's not possible. We can do some drawdown stuff. And there is, there is certainly a lot more science to be done on that. But you know what technologies exist that, that yeah. exist right now, right yeah. now? Renewable energy, yeah. <gasps> electrification of everything you bloody can, yeah, and getting on a bike. Oh, and also probably eat less meat. Like, tra- tra- yeah, yeah. I was can I add say, to the renewable thing? Foods and and less travel. I- I'm going to pull a James from Good Day Pages. Can I just add? Can I just add? I was I was reading some stuff Hi, out of, we love out of you. Greenpeace. Yeah, how you been, Jimbo? Um, I think I might have gone mad because I was reading this headline from um, I-, I can't remember which outlet. One of the one of the you know better news outlets. So it says a proposal for households with rooftop solar panels to be charged for exporting electricity into the power grid has been softened. Now, I stopped there for a moment and thought, wait, you, you want to charge people for putting electricity into I the grid? No. Into the grid. I, I heard about so, this. No, uh, that's no. And I know there's a rationale, but the rationale is still no, abominable. So the rationale says you want to prevent these traffic jams of electricity. So when there's too much electricity being generated at very sunny times in the middle of the day, et cetera, and they can't do it, they want to. They're, they're looking for mechanisms to stop that happening. And I look. I get that. But then it goes on to say, what they're hoping to do is, if you were charging people for it, you encourage people to invest in batteries and things around their house. To which I say, you invest in the batteries, you fucking morons. Like you, we, you can't throw that back at the consumer, or you don't need to throw look, it back look, at the just, consumer. Just in 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 the slight defense of of the market, yeah, market operator there. To, to have a functioning market in the long term, which is which is low or zero carbon, we probably need to ha- take some steps to get there. I'm not saying we should charge for this. I'm just saying that we probably need to st- take steps to get there that make sure that grid is still functioning, to make sure that we um, yes. w- that we have the right sort of power set up. So I'm not going to be – I don't have the expertise to know what the, mu- the energy market actually needs here. It's terrible – 
in terms of the rhetoric, you know, in terms of getting. Yeah, the idea that you would say you've generated too much, we're going to charge you for generating solar electricity. Similarly, the the, um, Victoria coming out earlier in the year with um, specific road use charges for electric vehicles because because we we some of the road funding comes from fuel excise charges. So so there's a percentage of the petrol goes. And so they're trying to balance up that, and, and I get it. But we need to be doing everything we can. The principle is fine. The mechanisms are freaking appalling. The idea that you would set that, that's a simple cost signal that says don't do this. That's the bottom line. That's the effect. What happened when everyone worked out that smoking was bad for you and there were major organisations that were funded by tobacco sponsorship? Mm. Okay, big one. Back in my arts days again, mm. and 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 big big organisations. So what South Australia did was they used they used to have an SA Health thing that um, I don't know what he's watching in the other room. Um, <laughs> there's a SA Health thing that so what they did was they took the tax off the tobacco still but what they did was put it into the education programs for people to stop smoking and put it into um arts funding and things and sports funding and local schools and funding and things that the tobacco companies used to do so that it would gradually wean people off needing the tobacco funding now it was a very long-term thing but it was Foundation SA, that's what it was called. And it worked. God knows. It, it, okay, it was a policy. It went for longer than the term of the government that was elected was going to be in for. Stick with me here because I know what? these are foreign what? concepts to what we're used to today. Yeah. But it did wean people off stuff. And and it set up a, another funding base. It helped people... Um, you yeah, could yeah. get you could get education on how to how to write. So no, I hear what you're saying. So the parallel yeah. is if you charge more for electricity and electric cars and stuff, it'll wean people off them. I get that. That's a good idea. <laughs> but I just sort of think there's there's a different way of doing it that doesn't go directly to the person who is doing the right thing. Yes. And that would be good if that. I've got happened. an idea. Who might we charge for the damage and the mess of fossil fuels and stuff? Hmm. Uh... I think electricity users or generate like i just i know, I know there are cu- arguments I've got a couple of friends that have got the big batteries on the side of the house now yeah. and and solar panels and put it into the battery and put stuff back into the grid i don't know and- beef with any of that just the the, the the perversion like the absolute perversion that you would charge people for doing the exactly right what we need Driving yeah, electric that's, car, that's generating the part electric, I'm saying is, it, it is literally perverse. It's 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 in every sense of the word. It's a, a perverse policy. So the idea they're saying, oh, some people are prepared to water it down, like they should burn it down. It <laughs> me. Did you see? Did you see today, uh, this week that uh, you know, Extinction Rebellion in time oh. with the IPCC report. Not your favourites, Deb. I hear, but they oh. they uh, they graffitied Parliament House with code red, no, and that didn't bother me. And duty of care, which I thought was a pretty crap. No, slogan. I think they did duty of car. Duty of care. Okay. I think uh, I think they missed the e. I, I do, but uh, duty of care is a crappy slogan. Code red. No, I don't mind that. The, and then uh, Scott Morrison came out and said, uh, "No, the type of climate protester I like is someone who is quieter." Um, and then singled oh, out singled out a, a lady that dressed in a Pikachu outfit. Um, uh, but but I just I just love I lo- I like the people that are quieter. I I get that there is debate mm. about, out there uh, on extinction rebellion tactics. But you know what? You know, we we literally are in such a crisis here. Nothing uh, else no, is working. No beef with the principle of it. No beef at all. But that traffic jam that they caused in the ACT last week, where you had people who would normally take ten minutes to get to work, 
that were idling for two hours and emitting fumes for two hours in, say, instead of 10 minutes each, you know, seems awesome, to be real, rather short-sighted to me mm. in did, terms of what you're yeah. actually overall trying to achieve. And did that's a tough did one. They stop I, I agree that's a tough one. But the bottom line is that they what they want to do is make shit uncomfortable. Unfortunately, yeah. the side effect of that is extra no, emissions. I, look, but yeah. I didn't have a problem with, with Yeah, with And they get talked about and noticed. So... Uh, well, they're on this podcast, which means they've made it. But and then, also, and then you, you get snooty if... people like me who are like, well, why did you just you know, ride? It's, uh, ride I, your uni board. Your I, uni I, skateboard. I don't notice traffic when I, when I ride my skateboard. Well, I didn't get caught in it, but, I mean, I saw it all, hap- all happening and, I, yeah, that did push my oh. buttons. But it reminded yeah. me of that time. Do you remember? Oh, and I might be 10 years ago now. I can't quite, can't quite remember. Someone got their um, knickers in a twist and about genetically modified grains and food oh, yeah. and smash the glass houses That's of the CSIRO. CSIRO. Yeah, the mothers against uh, genetically modified yeah, foods. I, don't was know. It, I thought that was Greenpeace. I thought, I thought, that was... I thought it was Greenpeace too. It, it was, they, were, they were also associated with them, but I, I had a, a lot of chats with that, including the head of Greenpeace Australasia, mm-hmm. and, and he came out and disavowed yeah. them. Right, because, because it was, it was kind of like, okay, so you're worried about this particular product. It's being yep. tested by scientists yep. to see whether it is safe or not. You've smashed the greenhouses and now the seed's going everywhere. This seems a little short-sighted to me and, and I'm putting... No, that, no, no, it wasn't a windy day. <laughs> I'm putting that, some of the Extinction Rebellion stuff in that same bucket. And I, and, and it's not that I don't want, and I get that fury that you, you have mm. and you want to do something. I did something really weird. I went and worked for a politician that I never thought I'd ever work for just to try and help him get elected because that's how, that's my lever is And Tony politics. Abbott got in. No, you fucking didn't. And and it's like that's my that's my lever to pull is I understand that stuff, so I'll go and do that stuff. Yeah. So people do what they feel they can do. Um and God knows we've got to do something, but I would like to give a big shout out to Mark Howden. Mark Howden, mm. quietly spoken gentleman, who is the director of the ANU, I think it's called the Climate change energy and disaster solutions solutions it's iced s institute at the but i love the fact that we've got climate change energy and disaster solution all in the same title yeah it was very deliberate it very deliberate and also how calmly he because uh, he's the deputy chair of uh, the, the IPCC, IPCC that that produced this report. And so he's been on absolutely, you know, go to the opening of an envelope in this past week and to, to tell the story of why this is important. But he presents it in such a way that I think is really powerful because he yeah. doesn't, one of the things that people do is like I just did and get really upset and make it emotional and that doesn't convince people. And also he uses kind of like one unit of measure for all his examples. And that's a lot easier for someone like me who is listening to Radio National in the morning or whatever, and you've only got a four minute interview and you can go, oh, okay, now I've got some comparisons. Now I see the impact. It makes more sense. I thought the big lesson in science communication was put it in obscure measurements that no one understands. I know know who I'm talking to here, Will. I'm sorry. I really thought it was, 
It was words that people don't know. That's 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 the goal. Because otherwise, how else would you prove you're credible? I know you guys. This is your bread and butter, but it was just it. You don't often give me a break here. You don't often see people do it well. No, endorsing. You know what? It's true. um, It's true. So, so who should come up with a plan for climate change then? Well, not the government, because Barnaby said that he needs to see the plan. And if you come up with a plan, then we'll look at the plan. And if you've got a good plan, we'll do the plan. Does he- no, he, he, he blinded me with his gaslight. He, he said climate action plans should be form- are formulated by agencies, not by politicians who lack relevant expertise. I know. Now, lack when, when has that ever stopped him say anything that didn't suit him ever? I mean, holy shit, to say that out loud. I don't think he knows a mirror is. I was I, I was gobsmacked on this, you know. We, we, the, saying and he's been saying this multiple times. Like he said this a few weeks ago as well. We don't actually come up with the plan. The CSIRO, other competent people, come up with the plan. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's your job. You're the government. If you don't yeah. want to be government, that's fine. Don't go yeah. away. You know, it, it would be really yep. quite good if you did. Oh, I just, it, that that one it literally me. is your job, but then, but then to add that last bit, oh no, it should be it should be done by it should be done by politicians who lack the relevant expertise. It's like that couldn't be more hypocritical if his life depended on being a hypocrite. And do you know what? If you if you're a politician and you actually rang someone and said, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm in charge of looking at this, and I'd really value your opinion and expertise on it." And do you know what? They'd come and help you. They would leap to help. You know, the thing that shits me about this, aside from the climate change stuff, is his, his contempt for democracy. Like his contempt, okay. the, the idea okay. that, you know, we should elect competent, sensible people who will listen to experts and engage with the pro- and take their job seriously. And he just does not want to take his job seriously. Like, well, you know, the, the classic, he, he said this. So, so, you know, George Christensen got up and has been wanking on about masks and freedoms and all the, all the other dumb shit that man does. And, and he got admonished in Parliament formally, and, and Morrison didn't stop this. I can't remember what you call it. Not censured or anything. Told he was a naughty he boy. He wasn't censured. There wasn't no, censured he was told Morrison. he was a naughty boy. Yeah. Um, but he wouldn't so, name him. Morrison wouldn't actually utter his name no. either. But Barnaby gets up and says, um, and I love this one, Barnaby thinks basically he calls George a bear, but you shouldn't poke him. And I like that. George is a bear, but shouldn't be poked. And, and, and Barnaby's quote, and I'll say that to my colleagues, uh, I can assure you, uh, that when you've got a thin margin, you don't want to start giving people reasons for a by-election. So his reason for not picking on oh Christensen is Christensen will get up and cause trouble and you might cause a by-election. And then he was asked whether he was seriously arguing Christensen should not be rebuked for contradicting health advice during a pandemic because of the delicate numbers in the House of Representatives. Joyce's reply was, that's dead right. Oh. So he said that bit out loud. The only reason you shouldn't do this is because otherwise you might get voted out. Nothing to do with the realities of the situation, helping constituents, nothing at all, literally, because this That's could cause so a by-election. Far removed from He's a monster. But to, to some of the stuff Christensen was saying as well, uh, like oh, it's, it's time we stop spreading fear and acknowledge some facts. Masks do not work. Fact. It's been proven that masks make no significant difference in stopping the spread of COVID. Where? 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 You Where? dumb There's fucker. Like Parler. It's on Parler. Haven't you seen it? Oh, my God. Lockdowns don't work. Fact. Oh, my God. Oh. It is so – like you don't have to be a scientist to nope. see – how masks and lockdowns work. The evidence is very clear. Yes, they're tough, but Jesus, what? Do you know what gets me? You know, the, these. This is the party of people who are like, oh, I am so freaking tough, and then and then they Ugh. can't handle a little bit of this. Like there is no toughness in them. It's it, oh. yeah, oh, they're totally little, little wusses. But that that lockdown thing. So Gladys gets up and, and on this same issue. So she um, 
when she's asked why you're going to harder lockdown and all the standard stuff that's been flying around, she's quoted, Delta is different. We need to treat it differently. We agree so far. And New South Wales doesn't have any intention of putting in strategies that aren't going to work. We won't go into a harder lockdown unless we have proof it works. So oh my God. here are my two questions. One is, how do you prove it without doing it? And two, as a friend of mine reminded me, you look at Victoria mm-hmm. to prove it, but she can't do that because that's also labor that's evidence. Yeah. No, you can't use labor evidence, though. Oh, you can't use liberal evidence. But she can't even use... So there's a liberal, it's a liberal government in South Australia, and they. But just, no one knows where that is, and it's not East Coast. Uh, I'm sorry, true. that's it's, true. It's just true. East no, Coast. I'm sorry, East Coast account. Heard, yeah. I heard myself talk then, and just thought, "Shut up, you idiot!" I just like, <laughs> sorry, realized- South Australia. We well, Siege loves you, and I love you as persons. Uh, but we the know people you've met. They know, quite like you too. We know, you know that Australia is racist against anyone that on the east coast. This is true. So, yeah. uh, but fortunately, this afternoon, uh, as the ACT went into lockdown, John Barillaro. Oh yeah, <laughs> John Barillaro gave us a little bit of advice. Just, say, just for those who don't know, the Deputy Premier of New South Wales. Yeah. So this is advice uh, to us here in Canberra? Yep, yep. Oh. Yep, yep. Oh, yep. no, do tell. No, no, sit down, grab mm. a drink because mm. you're going to need it. Um, stay home orders will apply to anyone who was in Canberra or on, on or after the 5th of August. Stop the spread and don't leave Canberra. I'll be asking Commissioner Fuller to ramp up police resources on the south coast looking for blue and white number plates. Large penalties will apply. Okay, it's mate. It's like, fuck off, champ. Like, do you stop the spread and don't leave Canberra. Do you think you might have been able to say that about certain parts of Sydney? No, you could not. So like, my, my question to him is, where did we get it from? I assume we just generated it spontaneously yeah, ourselves. Yeah, we There's got no way some... it came from New South Wales because we, we don't even share a border with them. No, no. Ours came no, directly from the bats like, in the you are in not the cave. Bats, yeah. Yeah. You are not helping. And and look, you know, no. some some Canberrans are bloody dumb and just go, oh, we're going to be in lockdown. I'll head down the coast. I'll go to the, you know, because uh. half of Canberra seems, or more than half of Canberra seems to have a house down the coast. So, um, you know, we'll nick off down there. And it's, which you should not be doing. It's, you that not is doing. not how lockdown works. That's not works. what the lockdown works. But I guess if you have experienced the New South Wales lockdown, maybe you think that is how it works. The fucking temerity to offer us advice and then say, we're going to go hard on the OCT. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah, it's like piss off, mate. How many slappable people can be in this party? I don't understand. <laughs> like my, my hands would, would be withered. So uh, can I talk about how we found out the news today? We, oh, sorry, Will, did you put your hand up? No, 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 you, you go, you panel? go. I'll, yes, I'll, gentlemen I'll, at the I'll, back I'll, has I'll, his hand I'll, raised. I'll bring it back later. No, I was just going to I was just gonna finish on George Christensen. Um, oh, no, sorry, go back to George. Oh, it's just, I a, just a tiny bit because, uh, yeah, I thought before we moved too far away from George Christensen, yeah. uh, we know that he is uh, not running again. Um, and so well, he says so, he's not. Well, he's, yeah. yeah, okay. Um, but what uh, better way to get sympathy votes? Yeah, there's nice stories going around about what he's going to do next. Uh, and travel. V- and yes, indeed, travel. Uh, but in in the vein of um, one of his favourite people, Donald Trump, he's he's going to start a blog, which he oh believes God, will yes. be uh, a, a, a strong uh, a strong right wing uh, voice in Australia. It's called Nation First, uh, styled on the American outlet, the Drudge Report. So. Oh. We get to look forward to that failing. That's, I, I don't know. That I don't, is what Australia is missing: George. a strong right-wing voice. I'm sorry, George. I know that there are right-wing voices that are very successful. <laughs> right-wing. No, no, no. Like, no, no <laughs> there, there is right-wing media that makes a lot of money. I will put money down here, George, that your right-wing media will not be the right-wing media that makes a lot of money. You will yeah, make, you, you, you fail, make less money than G'day Sausages. <laughs> uh, in fact, he'll go into debt. <laughs> 
Well, obviously, we've gone into thousands of dollars of debt for this. Millions. millions. But it's worth it because of all our loyal listener. Oh, my Lord. Anyway, Siege, my apologies. I, I did no, no, you to finish don't off on George. No, apologise because that needed to be said. I, mm. I would, uh, like, I would, I, I'm, I'm handing out bouquets rather than bricks. The, Do you mean buckets? And, and I've got another bouquet I would like to give to um, Andrew Barr Ooh. and Dr. Um, Karen Coleman for their presentations at the media conference this morning announcing, well, 12.15 or whenever it was, announcing that we were going into lockdown. It was absolutely clear, direct, unequivocal information. This is what you're going to do. This is what we're going to do for this period of time. And it was like, yeah, like don't garble. The other they day, nailed it. They nailed it. It was a textbook. They absolutely like, nailed the it. The best was... crisis comms event I've seen in a very long time. They just fucking nailed it. And it all was of them. really good. But honestly, I saw Gladys a couple of days ago. I got to see the 11 o'clock one. And it was like, and I had a really busy day, like back-to-back meetings and things. And I had this 10 minutes at 11 o'clock and I was watching it. And I thought... Shit, I need what she's on to get through the rest of the day. Because she garbled through that so fast of like, <laughs> if I say this fast enough, no one will hear how many people are dead and it doesn't matter because there's so many people in ICU and it doesn't matter. And it, doesn't matter and, this and, this. and it was just rubbish, like absolute rubbish. They forget that every time they come out, they have to start again and tell yep. the story. Yep. And they've never got that. Well, do you know why they never got that? Because that expertise doesn't exist. There's no one to advise them. No, no. That's the, the problem. There yeah. are no experts on this. Jerry Impossible. Chant was MIA yeah. today too. Well, She's I wonder. Cooked. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking how long Kerry Chant is going to remain in the position. Yeah, because why bother? Well, no, not look, a why bother. I did. No, I, I was thinking that Gladys is throw, looking, oh, looking for scapegoats. Yeah, right, right. Gladys right. is going to throw her under the light rail. Gladys, honestly, I, I mean, I assume somewhere underneath there is a decent person with half a conscience. Um, I started hating her from her pill testing. Uh, position and you know strip searching youths at um, concerts because it would what? save their Gladys lives from the evil of drugs. Was, you're you're yeah, anti. That's so yeah. weird. She's anti pill testing and she's vehemently anti pills testing. I started shouting at her at the TV screen way back then. Yeah. Um, but if there's a molecule of decency in there, surely she knows at some level that she's full of shit. She's working against her people, and that at the best case I can say is maybe she feels so bullied by the federal Liberal Party that she can't act in a way that actually should align with a civilised no, human's conscience. No, no. I that's actually, the best I could say, that, maybe. That's very nice of you, Rod. That, that is delightful. I'm known I, for being I understanding. This, 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 this so the value judgment that comes through in every freaking statement they make yeah. drives me insane. The othering of different parts of Sydney is oh. appalling. The other thing that they do is when they announce a death and they say... And that person wasn't vaccinated. Like it was that person's fault they weren't vaccinated. Like the fact that there aren't vaccines Mm -hmm. Uh available, Mm -hmm. the fact that they were in an age group that isn't even eligible for vaccines or whatever, you shouldn't say that shit in the same sentence. It should be so-and-so died and condolences and all, all of that sort of stuff. By the way, later on, much later on, um, we are finding that vaccines are effective because X number of people are not ending up in ICU yeah, or whatever. Aggregated, yeah. X yeah. people with this, Y people with that. Yeah, yeah, Y people with this, X people with that, and yeah. and that kind of stuff. Do not apportion blame to people who have died from a fucking disease that you could have helped stop the spread of. In bloody deed, Siege. No, they're freaking monsters. The that kind of attitude that comes with a, an old school a thinking conservative attitude. 
appalls me to my core. It's just, they don't give a shit about any human being except their very inner circle. And it's just disgusts me. No, so no. you two got any more? I got a couple of little tiny ones. Yeah, uh, do it. Throw me tiny uh, ones. Okay. Paul, Paul Fletcher. Uh, Minister, Minister Responsible Minister Responsible for car parks. Uh, he says that the car park spreadsheet, uh, in which the car parks were determined uh, a little bit based on electorate, uh, is oh. is cabinet in confidence and should be kept secret for twenty years. Um, How old is he? Like he'll be dead in twenty years? Is that right? I don't know. <laughs> Le- less than, less than our census records. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, Moderna's available soon, which is good. Which is good. So more vaccines. That's good. Um, where where are we at in terms of vaccines? Will you're double dosed, aren't you? I was, I was double dosed first out of the, out of this podcast. I was because well, you're, you're a child. I, I, yeah. I fit into the wi- no, I fit into the window of important 40, 40, 40, 40 to fifty year old white man. It's like man, it's true. That's true. Have you had your second dose yet, Rod? I'm three and a half weeks away still. I think I'm two weeks away. Yeah. I was yeah. I was talking to some students the other day, and, and it was really heartening to see. Uh, students who are in in the risk camp for AstraZeneca, if there is much risk in terms of blood clots, but they they there's they not. there's not, but but it there's does not. skew a bit more that way. Uh, but also they are in in a healthy camp that in terms of COVID, but going out there and, and grabbing the AstraZeneca, not waiting yep. for, not waiting for oh. Pfizer. And I my thought, students too, they're lining up for it. They're saying, "Yep, we'll take it. Cool. We'll just take no, a vaccine." I, 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 I thought, thought it's awesome. Sense. I thought it's yep. awesome. No, that that's. I really agree. Well done to you. And really um, point of uh, question on notice. I will just finally answer for you. Uh, John Jay or Blackjack Pershing was uh, the American general in World War One. Uh, so when America finally joined the joined the American, was he? Well, he seems pretty young. He's held up well to still so be if, in active service. Now, obviously, no, indeed, obviously, listeners, you can't see my screen, but uh, Jonathan thank, Pershing thank is God, the. the he, bi- he's forgotten. He's got a couple of other. Well, can, can we also add? You might not remember who we're talking about. He was the deputy uh, climate envoy who said Australia are a bunch of dicks. They can remember to the beginning of the podcast, uh, but we, Pershing. We can't. So, so Jonathan <laughs> Pershing is the the climate guy, and and uh, Blackjack or John J. Pershing is the is the general back in World War One. I. I can't find any information if they are related, but if you take the they beard, are, the beard and his like- son, the general's son founded the, the Cushion Empire in the southeast of the US, like I was talking about <laughs> earlier. I've got two more things that I would just like to mention. Um, one is that uh, the <laughs> patient zero in the ACT mm. had, had another person with a very active life who managed to be at the assembly bar until God knows when in the morning and then turned up to church, the Pentecostal church the next morning. All I've got to say to that is fucking legend. Well I'm going to ruin it for you, Siege. Yeah. Apparently he was working there. I don't care. He wasn't partying there. That, that's the only disappointment me. It's pissed as a fart and off to Pentecostal. Yeah, that would have made my day if yeah. that was true. But in, no, in his defence, he could have been pissed as well. I was a bouncer and at times we might have had nine or <laughs> There was a Venn diagram where you might have been what? in the middle. <laughs> Once or twice. Um, and the other thing is for those people who are looking at the Dan Murphys and ordering online, a little a little helper for you, uh, don't do what I did the other day, which was go, God, that's a good price for we're, we're a church block. I'll, I'll, get a, I'll get a few of those and then find Clickety out it's click. the freaking purse pack. It was the half-size bottle. And <laughs> Oh, my God. God, how robbed you would feel. You open the box like a happy camper. Like, this is children's wine. What can I do with these tiny bottles? And this, 
it fits in my handbag. That's the only. I got to say, the other day, I, I was I was just impulse purchasing on the internet. I got an email from like back in the beginning of first lockdown for us, Bruni Island Cheese. They make some nice cheese and some nice beer, and I bought some. So yeah. I got on their email news list, and they said something the other day. Oh, do you want this? And I'm like, well, of course I do, because it was payday. Yes, I do. And and uh, so I ordered it about a, a week and a half ago, and it arrived just as lockdown hit. A box oh, full yeah. of delicious cheeses and bacon's and things like that. And and thousand dollar muesli, yeah. right? And thousand dollar muesli. Thousand dollar muesli. It's got gold chips in it. <laughs> oh, no, you've got the most expensive poo in Canberra. <laughs> oh, I, I could sell it. Great. You can imagine those. Like, we contact. We, we looked at the sewage outlet. We found COVID and traces of gold. We don't know which we're more worried about. <laughs> it's from Kayleen. All right, listener. This has been. If I get a fecal transplant, it's gonna be from Will. Oh my God! No, I can't know who's eating my poo. I, I can help you with that. <laughs> this has been G'day Sausages, <laughs> the best, the best podcast on Australian politics. And I'm Will Grant. Are any of you? Gonna I'm say CJ anything? Josh, and I don't know. Ron Toilet is still here, but only just. <laughs> uh, we'll be back at some point. <laughs>